Here at Soul Infusion, our goal is finding a path of awareness through personal empowerment and healing, to grow as individuals and as a collective through conscious existence. By discussing different healing modalities, energy work, and all things metaphysical, we strive to increase your individual consciousness and well-being to positively affect the collective consciousness. We invite you to join us on our journey of honest self-discovery and truth. So raise your frequency and let the good vibes flow. This is Soul Infusion. Welcome to Soul Infusion. I'm Tracy. I'm Jen. I'm Heather. I'm Christy. Do you often feel tuned into the emotions of other people around you? Are you a people pleaser? Do strangers tend to tell you their problems? If you said yes to any of these questions, you may be an empath. It's not always easy going through the day, day-to-day life, picking up on emotions and physical sensations around you. The five of us, well, four, Christina couldn't join us today, know all about that from personal experience. Today, we're talking with empath expert, Kesley Tweed from Iron Gypsy Coaching and Astrology, who has made it her mission to help you, as she would say, transform your sensitivity into your superpower. Welcome, Kesley. Thank you so much. Good morning and hello to everybody out there. So before we get into the, the discussion of living as an empath, let's talk about you a little bit. You've had quite the journey to get where you are today, literally around the world. So can you tell us about that first? Absolutely. So I grew up in North Dakota in a very small town. And so that was one of the ways that I first kind of realized that I was an empath. Um, very sensitive to, as I like to say, the energy, emotions, and expectations of other people. And growing up in a small community, it was I was very focused on what do I need to do to fit in. Um, time went on. I found myself living in Houston, Texas for a while in a city for the first time. Um, got really interested in kind of the fitness space and decided I wanted to become a fitness coach. And so I started this journey that literally took me around the world. So I left my full-time corporate job and uh, decided I was going to travel for three months alone, learning everything that I could about health, fitness, wellness overall, holistic health in general, um, really focused on the strength training side of things and nutrition. But what I learned very quickly as I was delving into that space is that it's all connected, body, mind, and soul. Um, and so meanwhile, during this whole process, I had started meditation as actually a way to improve focus, to improve my performance in the gym. And that was another step toward realizing that I was an empath. My very first kind of deep meditation, um, I was in uh, transcendental meditation training. And I went into this deep state. I didn't realize I was in a deep state of meditation, but when I came out of it, I opened my eyes and it was like suddenly all the emotions, all the feelings that I had been stuffing down that were mine and probably some from other people were suddenly unlocked, right? And it began this whole process of unlayering and unpacking and recognizing that this anxiety and these emotions and all these deep feelings and sensitivities that I had, they were actually a superpower, but I'm, I'm, you know, it, it took me many years, it took me again, this whole journey, all learning all these different modalities to really understand that. So 
took, took this journey, um, ended up going to Thailand and Bali and Australia and all these wonderful, amazing places, learned really great things from great teachers. I think one of the biggest things that I, that I learned and gained from that was spending a lot of time in reflection, spending a lot of time alone with my own thoughts and kind of hearing what was going on in my own dialogue. I remember one specific, um, one specific time where I was in India and um, I was at an ashram and we were doing a day of silence at this yoga training that I was in, meditation training. And it was like the thoughts and the emotions and the inner dialogue and the inner world, it became so loud that I could no longer deny it, right? It was like, all right, I've got to, got to work with this. I've got to work with all this, all these feelings and all the emotions and kind of figure this out. Um, so that whole journey wrapped up. I came back to the United States and the next step, I felt very called to Reiki. I know, uh, I think all of you are Reiki practitioners, correct? Yeah. Um, so I don't know about you, but there was just something about the word, even when I heard the word Reiki, right? And that's something that's also very common from empaths. It's like, you just know things. You don't know why you know them, but there's just something in your body and your mind and every part of your being. It's like, yes, that's for me. And that's how it was with Reiki. And so Reiki was really the beginning of learning how to work with the sensitivity, learning how to process the emotions. So I learned a lot about um, working with the chakras and did a lot of deep chakra meditation after I went through the Reiki training. But in the Reiki training, it was again, one of these, when I went through my attunement, it was again, one of these moments where it's like, suddenly it all made sense. It was like, this is exactly where you're meant to be. It's exactly the right step in your journey. And my intuition, you know, I think that as an empath, we're, we're intuitive, but we don't know that we are. We don't recognize that that's what it is. And that's what I learned through Reiki was like, wow, this sensitivity, these emotions, these things I'm feeling, these thoughts that I'm hearing, this, you know, this inner voice, that is my intuition speaking to me. And so I recognized that, you know, the, the people, please, that's, that's a lot of times how my empath kind of showed up was this people pleasing. And like, I felt like I never really knew myself because I was constantly trying to kind of shape shift and, you know, play to whatever I felt like I needed to be to be accepted. And that's very, very common, once again, for, for empaths is that kind of people pleasing and not really knowing yourself. But through this journey, as I was going deeper and deeper and unlayering, it was like, finally, I got to the core of, of who I am. And astrology has been a big part of that as well, which I know we're going to talk about that in another episode. But it, it was all these different tools and modalities and, and opportunities and teachers that came my way that helped me um, and there are a lot of very traditional kind of life coaching things. I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan and a lot of his work, I also incorporate into my coaching with empaths. So to make a long story short, all of that rolled into re recognizing that what I thought was me just being a people pleaser or me not, you know, having anxiety or me overthinking things. What I recognized was that that was my empath in a disempowered state. And so as I started to do this coaching work, I recognized I felt very called to work with people, women specifically, who deal with similar challenges, right? That sensitivity, that huge heart. One of the questions I know you were going to ask is, how do you know if you're an empath? What I find most commonly, empaths have huge hearts. Their heart, they love hard and they love deep and they care about people. They usually want to make a difference in the world. They're super intuitive and super open to the energy and, and emotions around them. And that, that in an empowered state can be an amazing superpower. And that's why I feel so called. And I, I feel very called to this work with empaths because I also believe that there are 
there are those of us who chose to be in this world at this time. And I think empaths in particular have a special gift to bring as we, as a, as a human race, start to figure out like what the next level looks like for us on this planet and, and transforming that and bringing light into the world. So to help, you know, empaths move from that state of disempowerment to truly stepping into their confidence, confidence, their superpowers, using their sensitivity as a gift, using their, their call to serve and love and give to make the world a better place. That's what I'm most passionate about. So it was a long story, but <laughs> I think where we got, got where we needed to go in the end. <laughs> No, I love it. I love it. Thank you. And you, you did talk about uh, being an empath, but I know I had never even heard the word until I got into Reiki. And so for someone that's new to all this, that might be like, wait, just tell me something simple. So what is, what is your simple definition of an empath? My simple definition of an empath is those of us who are more sensitive to the energy, emotions, and expectations of others. Great. Love it. Perfect. Absolutely. Like so you've touched on so many things that I resonated with, especially the Reiki and just how that kind of made sense to you as far as all the emotions you were feeling. And I know that when I went into Reiki and training with Reiki, I realized the difference between my feelings and where they came from within the chakra systems in my body and others, right? And what we we're picking up from others. And I do a lot of past life work as well. So I also know that the feelings that we have can be so deep that we may not have experienced in this lifetime why we're so attached to something. And it might be from another time and place. <clears throat> so uh, I just, I think I wanted to get into how someone can tell without, you know, going through Reiki training and meditation, is there an easy way to tell the difference between your own emotions and someone else's because I get calls all the time from people who are saying what's going on with the energy tell me what's happening what's you know is there something going on with the planet because I'm feeling away and I don't know why and almost all of those times I will say you are probably picking up on this this and this and this is what's happening and I'm telling you don't freak out you're not alone you're not alone this is energy you may be absorbing from elsewhere so please don't think you need to run and medicate or do anything at this time and I'm not against that if it's needed I'm just saying you know certainly if you're on a program or you know you're being treated for something but I'm trying to walk them through the intuitive part of feeling whether this is their emotion or someone else's. And I'd love to hear what you say about that. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of things. Um, number one, and, and I think uh, Tracy and Christy have heard me talk about this a lot. Um, I teach something called pause, feel, choose. So whether it's your emotion or you feel it's something that you pick, you have picked up from someone else, you, all of us have the power to choose how we experience that and what we do with that. And so in those moments where you feel yourself getting swept away by an emotion, by a trigger, you're feeling something you don't know why, this is the process I would encourage empaths, anyone to use. So first pausing. And I think one of the biggest things, Jen, and, and um, all of us, right? Like most of us probably have a daily practice, daily ritual. And I think that's really important in terms of being in your space, being in your energy, slowing down, tuning in because it's very difficult to learn if you're picking up other people's emotions and energy, if you're not in touch with yourself. 
once you start to recognize what your own energy feels like, what your own inner voice sounds like, it's very easy to recognize, okay, I'm picking up something from someone else. So even before I get into this pause-filled shoes, the one thing I would recommend for everyone is creating that space, creating that time, creating that daily ritual, whether it's meditation, journaling, um, just reflection, prayer, whatever it might be for you, tarot, whatever it is that you like to work with, doing that every single day. So the pause piece in the moment, in the moment when we feel triggered, when we fear, feel carried away by an emotion, pausing and breathing, just taking a moment to recognize I am being emotionally triggered. I am feeling something. Taking a deep breath can be the first step to transforming that. And again, that power, putting yourself in the powerful state, the power to choose. Pause, feel, naming the emotion. So I think that's really big as well. So sometimes as empaths, we're picking up so much. We feel so much. We feel so deeply. And it's just like your energy is kind of all over the place, right? So when you name the emotion and you recognize I am feeling X, then you can determine like, oh, is this mine? Or like, do I, why would I be feeling that, right? So pause, feel, name the emotion and then choose. And that's the most powerful part, right? That choosing, because it doesn't matter if it, maybe, maybe there is something going on in your life that, that requires some kind of emotional sensation, right? Or maybe it is something that you're feeling from other people, but you have the power to choose what you do with that. So choose an empowering emotion. Ask yourself, how do I want to feel? How do I feel? And I recommend for empaths doing this every single day, every single morning. How do I feel? How do I want to feel? How do I feel? How do I want to feel? Because you have the power to choose. And I think as empaths, that's the most important thing because we're so, we're so gifted, right? At sensing what's going on. We're so gifted at picking that up. We're so gifted at empathizing and connecting with others that we're tuned into the outside. So as empaths, I think our number one priority goal should be how do I tune in? How do I connect with what's inside me? Just got goosebumps. So that I can bring my light. I can be a bearer of light. I can be a generator of light and energy instead of a, a sponge. So I hope that answers the question. I love that. And I think as empaths, I know that and I'm an Aquarius too. So I'm always worried about everybody else and everyone getting along and giving and giving. In my life, I have felt that I have put off self-work and self-acknowledgement and self-review and reflection because I got so wrapped up in everybody else's happiness and, and issues and wanting to make them better and, you know, helping them get better. And that's what changed my life around as well. And I, I totally resonate with that, you know, um, just kind of realizing, getting to know yourself so that you can. And I guess, I hope nobody minds, I'm going to ask the next question. The next part of that is when you're realizing that what's you and what may be coming in from outer sources, what do you do about it? What do you do about it next? Absolutely. So I'm going to give you two, two things that I like to, to um, use to help illustrate this. So the first recommendation that I'll give is resource versus responsibility right? So instead of always feeling like we've got to be responsible, it's someone else's emotion. And I think as empaths, we've got these big hearts. We want to give, we want to fix, we want to help. It's like, okay, well, what is the best way? And I'll, I'll give you another phrase, empower, not enable. So what does that actually mean? Okay. How can I not take responsibility for this, but also it's important to recognize what am I responsible for? There are things in life we're responsible for children, aspects of our job, paying our bills, whatever it might be, but where am I actually responsible and where do I just need to be a resource? As an empath, we have a beautiful ability and this is our greatest strength to hold space, to hold energy, to ask 
questions because we're deep thinkers, right? We're deep thinkers to ask questions that maybe come naturally to us that we think about because we think everything through from every single angle about, you know, the entire world. So we can ask questions. We can be a guide. We can help people find the answers for themselves instead of feeling like we've got to fix it for them. So I think that's the biggest thing to do when you feel like you've picked up something from else is someone else is how can I be a resource, not take responsibility? And how can I empower this person versus enable them? What does it mean to enable? Enabling is I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to fix it for you. I'm going to find the answers for you. I'm going to do the research. I'm going to I'm going to book the count, the therapy appointment. I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to, but that's not empowering people, right? We empower, we empower them by helping them find the light and the strength within themselves. So that would be my uh, response would be empower, not enable and be a resource. Don't take responsibility. Love it. I love it. With the enable versus empower, that's more of like a response. Is there something you can do beforehand before maybe that would come about? For protection. Okay. Yeah. Protection. Yeah. Yeah. For protection. Okay. So a couple different things. Again, I'll come back to that daily ritual, daily practice. That's really important to align your energy before you go out into the world. In particular, like if you know you're going to be around someone who would be considered an energy vampire or, you know, someone who's kind of that want, 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 going to drain your energy down. One of the things that I would encourage is to align your energy in advance. So using this concept of pause, fill, choose, choosing, okay, what, what do I need to align with as I go into this interaction with this person? What do I need to hold within my space? And you can literally put yourself, imagine yourself in a light bubble. And I like to do this sometimes, just close your eyes, right? And you imagine a bubble of light around you. You can make it white. You can make it your favorite chakra color. You can make it whatever color resonates with you in that moment but wrapping yourself in this bubble of light and then filling that bubble of light with whatever intention or emotion or energy, however you define that for you, that you want to be it, that you want to be protected in, right? So it's not so much, and I like to, I like to kind of flip the script for empaths, right? It's not about keeping the energy out necessarily. It's about you being tucked into your own energy field, protected and creating your own energy field. So that's a great practice that empaths can use to, to protect themselves is think about, okay, what energy do I need to be in and aligning that again, every single day. Um, the other thing that, that I think is important when we think about boundaries is determining for yourself, what am I comfortable giving? What is it that I want to give? And, and if I didn't get anything in return, where, how far am I willing to go? How, how much am I willing to give in this relationship? Where are my boundaries around that? Right. And so it's about where, where how do you want to show up in the relationship versus like constantly feeling like you're fending off the other person. It's more about your own value system. It's about, you know, where you feel you're best to serve and give and shine your light versus like the constant protection. And I think that's one thing that as empaths, we can, um, can really practice, right? It's less about, you know, worrying about the negative energy out there and more about thinking about what's going on in here, what's going on within me and how can I, how can I be in my best light? Because I also believe that when we're in our light, we're attracting, we're attracting situations and people and opportunities that are aligned with that. So the more we focus on aligning with ourselves, the, the less boundary, the less boundaries we start to have to create. Right. And not to say that you're doing it wrong if if you are you know having those triggers or having things that are showing up in the external i think the universe brings us those sometimes to help us 
help us align with our light, to help us learn how to be stronger within ourselves, to help us learn about things like boundaries and, and energy and finding our gifts. I mean, I don't know about you all, but what brought me to these modalities, it was the challenges, right? It was the challenges that I went through that brought me to, to kind of purpose and finding all of these beautiful tools that have really transformed my life. Um, the other thing I wanted to add, uh, so Jen, Jen, you said something that made me think about this and it, and it was about kind of giving to everyone all around you, right? It's like, you, 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 as an empath, it's like, my gosh, I have this huge heart. I want to give, I want to help. And so I think sometimes before we find our way, we're spreading ourselves all in all these different directions. We're like, I want to help. I want to be everything to everyone. I want to change the world. And one thing that I think can be really powerful for empaths is gaining clarity of purpose. And it's not to say you've got it all figured out. The purpose of my life is X. Like I'm still figuring it out every day. But I think when you can channel your energy in a direction, like, you know, a podcast or Reiki or tarot or astrology, or I don't know, like maybe you love animals or whatever it is, whatever your love and your passion is, when you can focus and channel your energy in a direction and, and make a difference in one space, one little corner, one little area of the world, one little modality, then it's not like we're trying to do everything. It's like, you know what? I'm here on this planet and my, I'm going to do my part with what I do best and my gifts and my strengths to make a difference in this way. And I think that can be super powerful for impasses is clarity around purpose. I love it. You just hit the nail on the head with me as well, because I think when I was in that phase of trying to help everybody, I again, was an avoidance of what I really needed to worry about. And that's myself. I literally was looking for people to help. You know what I mean? When I didn't have enough. And what I realized was that everything I was doing, I asked myself, what am I doing this for? And I realized that like two of the most important things in my life are my two sons. And I thought, I just need to sit back and be with my two sons and shut everybody else out for a very long time. And I, I literally isolated. I made major changes in my life to get end relationships that were no longer serving me to, um, and it's no, no reflection on that other person at all. You know, I did it without anger. I, I, and went forward with that, made major career changes or end ended careers with really not a clear path of where I was going just because I knew I had to do that. And I just feel like I took literally years to go in and focus on my two sons, just being a mom. I realized like being my being a mom makes a huge difference and I can make an impact in these two lives. And let's start with that. And it's so funny because that's when other things started happening that I was trying so hard to do. People that I was working with started changing without my presence because I was, I felt like my energy was somehow reflection, affecting theirs in a weird, unrelated way. Um, you know, my family, close friends, unbelievable. So I totally resonate with that in just focusing on the simple things that make you happy to help you create that bubble. And then you will, once you get that together, you'll affect people by just you being you. You really will. So, oh, so well said. I agree. Like as empaths, we are, we are more powerful than we know. You know, like I, I was like, talk about this, but like we're generators of energy. Like we are balls of energy, right? And that's why people are attracted. They see that light. And that's why I'm sure all of you've had this happen. I've had it happen last night, actually. Strangers come up to you and start to tell you their whole life story. It's like they, they feel that light. They feel that power. And in a, in a positive way, that can be very helpful to people, right? Like it's like we lift one another. When we shine in our light, 
we li- we lift up everyone around us and suddenly there's it's just everyone at their best right but on a on a challenging level like that people can start to depend on that when you're the positivity when you're the you know the the one who's always there to listen when you're the one who's always there to give advice so i love what you said about you know once i backed away and i i kind of like it, it's almost like you just allowed them to find their own way how powerful that was that's amazing I like how you said too that you grew the most through the challenges that you faced, which I think is equally as important as going in inside and being introspective and learning like what you want to do, how you want to feel, what you've learned that way. You have to go out there and experience the challenges and incorporate what you've learned and actually act it out. Yes. So, so yes, so well said. I think life is our greatest teacher right? Like we can do the inner work. And I think the inner work is so important, but I think the combination of going out into the world, allowing, pushing our, pushing through comfort zones, pushing through fear, taking steps out in faith. Um, Some of us, you know, Jen, I think you're sharing about how you kind of took a step out in intuition and allowing ourselves that space to then be guided. But then if things don't go the way we want them to, or think they're going to go, the challenges are always opportunities for us to grow. They're always a gift. They're always, you know, I, I don't think the universe ever is trying to punish us when things don't go right. I work with astrology. There's a planet called Saturn. Saturn sometimes teaches the hard lessons. <laughs> we can talk about that in the next episode, but it's not about, it's not about just going through the pain. It's about how am I growing through this? What is, what am I learning? How am I being, how am I, how am I being shaped and molded and, and becoming stronger? through this, this challenge. And yeah, for me, I mean, honestly, I went through a divorce in my late twenties and that's really, I think the healing that was required after that is really what brought me to all these modalities, right? It was like this thirst. It was this hunger that, that there was, there was a lot I was holding and I needed to, I needed, life showed me that I needed to go within in order to process and transform and then take, take what I learned and use it in my life now, but then hopefully use it to help others as well. I touched on it with the setting boundaries and a little bit about protection, but I think protection is so important, especially with an empath. Cause I'll tell you before I knew as an empath, I would walk into a mall sometimes and it was extremely crowded. And I didn't know why I just felt really uncomfortable, really stressed, really anxious when I got around more people, you know, people around me and all that energy. And I just didn't understand what was going on. I just said, oh my God, I don't know. I, I'm overwhelmed. I need to leave right now. So, you know, maybe touch a little bit more. On, I wonder if you could touch a little bit more on the protection and um, what tools you can do, especially if you're going to a crowded place or other things to protect yourself and your energy from just random vampires coming in or passing by and everything. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of um, tools and opportunities for me. I think everyone is going to resonate with something different, right? For me, it's really the the energy, the alignment, the mindset, aligning my emotions. I know a lot of people like to use things like crystals, um, you know, sage, you can use sage to kind of clear your energy and clear your space. That can be really helpful. Um, trying to think of other other tools and resources that you might use. What do you guys do? What do you guys do when you're going into a crowded space to protect your energy? I have my crystals. I have earrings that are black onyx. I have a necklace. So I'll wear, like if I'm in a setting, I'll just wear, like today I have my Larimer on for my throat chakra to speak well, and I love it. Um, So I'll use crystals or I'll carry them in my pocket. I do a bubble. But actually, and when we were talking about the bubble, you described this before, Kesley, when um, 
we were talking about uh, not like protecting from the negative energy, but the energy that you want to put out. And um, I heard you describe it before as um, make your bubble on the offense, not the defense. And that was something that totally like changed like my perspective on things. So instead of always being like nervous and like, oh, I got to put my bubble on and I got to keep, there's going to be like, I know there's going to be negative people there. I know it's going to be a crazy day at work. I do this every morning now, like when I'm walking into work, um, I'll say, you know, like I'll just clear my energy and then I'll put my bubble on and I'll say, you know, I want to put out loving, calming, you know, productive or whatever I want to put out for that day, energy. So I feel that way. And then as we talked about, hopefully the people around me will um, pick up on that and yeah, transition yeah, yeah. their energy too. I'm so glad you mentioned that offense defense analogy because <laughs> I, I know that resonates with some people. So I used to play basketball growing up. So big, you know, very athletic kind of family. And so, yeah, that's the way I like to think about it is you want to put yourself on offense, right? Like I'm, I'm in my bubble, I'm in my game, I'm in my light instead of defense trying to protect yourself, right? It's I'm on offense. Like I got the ball. Like this is, this is my energy. And, and you're like, if you're around me, we're going to, we're going to be in this vibe. We're going to be in the high vibe. So yeah, I, I like that. Thank you for mentioning that. I also want to mention when we were talking about the pause field shoes, that was another um, that I learned from you. Another, it was like literally life-changing. I use it all the time. Um, and the first time I really picked up on it, again, it was a work thing. I was leaving for work. I was running on time. I, you know, I hadn't left my house yet and I was just getting ready to leave and I got really anxious. I'm like, oh, like, why am I anxious? And I got into my car and I was sitting in my driveway and I thought of you talking about pause filled shoes. And I was like, I don't think this is me. So I stopped literally like in my driveway and I felt, I'm like, okay, it's anxiety. How do I want to feel? Like I haven't even started my day yet. I want to feel productive. I want to, you know, and then, you know, so then I shifted my energy that way. Well, it happened when I got into work it had already, there had already been some chaos going on. So I was picking up on the chaos that I was about to walk into. So, you know, I, I had done that before, but never realized that I was picking, I thought it was me again, that I was picking up on what I was about to walk into. So once I, that was like the light bulb went off and I was like, oh, I need to do this all the time. So I, I practice pause fail twos all the time. Yeah, I I'm when I was gonna say that when well, you talked about the tools um, and what you do before you go into a crowded space, I used to actually so weird that you use the mall as an, an analogy because I worked in a mall for ten years as, in management and um, I <laughs> it was all day all the time right and um, I wonder how I I managed that and I I know that as I went through that towards the end of my career there I started to explore the Reiki and this self-awareness and, and go through all the modalities that have led me where I am today and increasing my intuition and what have you and um, one of the things that I use is crystals also like Tracy I love crystals I will always have a rock around my neck very few times will you see I don't have a rock a stone, some type of a crystal, uh, you know, um, you know, a mineral, something hanging around my neck, even just if it's a pure real silver, you know, chain or something. And then if I don't, I'll have something on my ears like Tracy, but believe in crystal power. Absolutely. I also do like a shower, just like literally a light following me. And also I know that we all have these auric bubbles around us. And I, when you're talking about offensive and defensive, 
I started to emit light, right? Just emit light and, 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 and visualize myself emitting light as opposed to reacting to other people's energy. And so that I was protected in that, like I was just emitting my light. It wasn't an energy that I had to work at. It's just the way that I, I was. And but began visualizing my light energy as I was walking through and doing my daily work or, you know, walking into crowded spaces or going to the grocery store even, you know, and dealing with energy there. Going into the one of the jobs I do now, which is, you know, really listening to people's problems all day long and finding solutions. It's like you have to you have to emit that light either through your voice or just in visual, just emitting that light. And, and it really leaves very little room for absorption. You just have to find that within yourself and find your light. Like you said, find who you are. It all comes back to energy, doesn't it? And it's just unbelievable. That's it. it does. And you, right? Like the secret to all of this is you being aligned with you, your energy, body, mind, soul. Like you said, Jen, when your space is full, when your light is full, when you're radiating at your highest and not that we have to be perfect all the time but there's there's an alignment that you feel when you're aligned with self and when we're aligned with that then it, it's less it's like there's not cracks right they, they can't, there's no cracks for for anything negative to get into or anything that's not yours to get into because you're so full and aligned with you right and I'm similar with Tracy and Jen I usually have some type of crystal on me um, but I also, rather than the visualization of a bubble or even the shower, I focus on my breathing because then that gets me centered, grounded. It settles my energy, my emotions, and even my mind. So then I can think clearly. And with the thinking clearly, I can figure out if it's actually my feelings or if it's something outside. And then I can clearly like respond to it in an appropriate way. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Heather. I think two, two things that I think we underestimate the power of, number one is breath. Number two is our posture. So when it comes to energy and emotions, the physical and the emotional are linked, right? So when we take a breath, we literally shift our nervous system. When we breathe into the area below the, take a belly, a deep belly breath into the area below the belly, but not into the chest, we literally shift our nervous system and we're able to think more clearly as you just stated so eloquently. And then secondly, when we are, our energy is being sucked, right? Or when we're not in a high vibration state, what happens? Our shoulders sink in. It's like we're protecting ourselves. We're in that defensive state once again. So in order to shift quickly, one thing you can do is take a deep breath, sit up straight, pull your shoulders back, you know, put a smile on your face, whatever feels right to you to align with whatever energy or emotion you need to step into. I have one client specifically, we talk about her stepping into her queen energy, goddess energy, whatever it is, your empowered empath state, whatever you want to call it. But that's not sunk over with shoulders down, face down, you know, frown on our face, breathing these shallow little breaths. It's opening up our body. It's opening up our heart and all of our chakras and, our, and allowing our light to flow and shine out into the world. So yeah, two underestimated things, breath and posture for sure. Yeah, you hit it. Thank you. How would you suggest, so, okay, so we're now all familiar, like, with empaths, but say I see somebody, I'm like, oh, gosh, they're totally an empath, but they're, like, they're not in the same, like, not, they're not in the same world that we are right now, or the same interests. So how do I approach someone who has never heard the word empath or Reiki or anything like that? Because I see people sometimes, just like you were saying, they're hunched over. And I, I literally, I don't do this, but I want to walk up to them and say, 
Put your shoulders back, hold your head up high, smile. I don't because I don't know how to come about that without overstepping maybe their boundary or um, do, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, that's a great question. And I guess what's coming up is one of the things that I think allows an empath to step into their light is that encouragement. I think sometimes we as empaths, maybe we are sensitive or maybe we are holding back our light or who knows what's going on with that person. So, I mean, just in some way, like smiling, sometimes as empaths, this is, this is interesting, right? As empaths, how often do you find yourself modeling another person? Like you kind of start to model how they're sitting, how they're talking. So just by once again, you being in your highest, smiling, being happy, shoulders back, standing up straight, you might be able to bring that out of the other person if they are empathic because they may mirror or model your own behavior. So I think through you shining, but also encouraging, like something as simple as like, I, you know, I see your heart, I see your light, like you're radiant, you're amazing, like encouraging. I think when we encourage, that might allow someone to kind of step into, into their greatest. So surprising too, that when you do that to people who are sad or they, they need, just need encouragement and you see you're pointing out their gifts, it's, it's amazing how little you need to do in order to shift their energy. Like I just, I was with somebody the other night and just kind of giving her some direction, asking her questions to get to her own, you know, her, to get to her own conclusion which was that she needed to understand how important she was, you know, she was and, and figure out what she wanted before she was worried about anything else going on in her life that was affecting her. And just telling her how beautiful she is and how amazing her energy is when she's in this space and how she does affect people and how powerful that energy is when she holds that energy on others. She was, she just thanked me. She's like, thank you so much. Like, I think we need to, definitely teach people how to stop. Um, you know, we are always told to make lists on the perfect partner, the perfect job, the perfect, you know, what we want to manifest, right? We, and that's a great practice. I, it, it does work. But what we often don't do is make a list about ourselves and what we have to offer. And it's just amazing. I, when you said that, you know, just to see how little you need to say to somebody like, Hey, I love your shoes. Oh my gosh. But even that, you know, cause I used to work in a retail environment. So I would be like, I love that necklace on somebody who was looking like they're not happy and they're, Oh, you know, so just to even little things like that, but, you know, really just to, and encourage people to, again, it's all goes back to your energy and, and getting, you know, looking at the little things that you know, that are your strengths and focusing on those, you know, and making that list for yourself. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So, so two things I want to kind of build on with that. I think that's, that's amazing. So you talked about strengths. Um, one of the tools that I'll just give as a resource that we use in um, the Empowered Empath Collective, we did a whole month on gifts and strengths. Um, the Gallup Strengths Assessment. It is a tool. It's, you know, it's a personality assessment. I know there are many out there. The reason I love this one is number one, the way that the results are provided is super clear. It's a super clear language. It's easy to understand and it's easy to implement. Secondly, it is about your strengths. So the whole kind of philosophy, philosophy behind this model of coaching is when you focus on your strengths, when you work within that, you can accomplish any goal. You can achieve anything you want by knowing and understanding what those strengths are and, and finding a way to work within them toward whatever it is that you want to achieve or create. 
you're going to be happier. You're going to be more filled and you're going to be more successful and you're going to create more sustainable results. So we talk about naming, claiming, and aiming your strengths. So if you've never taken this assessment before, I encourage people, you can go to, it's like Gallup. If you Google Gallup strengths assessment, you'll be able to find it and then go through, identify your strengths. Again, you know, identify what resonates with me from these. How am I already applying them in my life? And then how can I aim? How can I use these strengths to move myself forward toward, toward creating whatever it is that I want? So that's one thing. And then I like what you said, Jen, about we make lists about other, you know, what we want to find in other people. What I like to focus on is what are my values? What is most important for me to be or feel? To be or feel? That's the question. Make a list of those values. Those are your values. And I've, I've done this. I learned this process actually through Tony Robbins. And after I went to one of the events and we did all this work on values, I literally shifted my life. I realized at that time that my number one value was like achievement. It was productivity. It was like, I was working in the corporate world. It was all these things. That doesn't feel good. I literally made the decision to shift my number one value in that moment to love. And that changed the entire course of my life. So when we're clear, and then what I did after I got clear on what are these top values, I had a list of like seven to 10 values. I literally would start to align them in my, in my energy every single day. So I would create affirmations. I would feel it in my body. I literally put the energy into my body and what those values were. And I mean, that is, that is transformational. So when we talk about energy, getting clear on what it is you want to be or feel, and then practicing stepping into that. Yeah. That's cool. I love the feel because, you know, you make lists about yourself and you're, I, I have this to offer. I have that to offer. What about how you want to feel? Because we always tell people, if you want to manifest something, feel as if you already have it, you know? So exactly. I love that. Like I never even, that's amazing. I, I'm going to do it as soon as, you know, I can <laughs> just the value. Like, I'm sorry, the feeling of what you want, the values that you have that are important to you so that you can actually identify them and attract that in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Life isn't about what's going on out right. here. I mean, it's right. about what's going on within. It's our spirit. Right. It's our internal experience right. that's creating life. It's not right. where you are, what's going on around you. It's what right. am I feeling on the inside? You can always take the material things that you say or the outside things and translate it to something inside, right? So if you want somebody who is financially secure, it's all about your security, your and your safety of having that backup that if you ever need to, because I'm, I've always, I've always provided for myself, you know? So for me though, it would be nice to have that a same energy of someone who is the same, you know, or something, a, you know, a career or something that nurtured that, you know, to work to my expectations, but it's because it's stemming from an, a value of mine where I just want to feel safe and secure, you know? It's about that. It's not about the material. It's about your value. So I love that you start with that and then you attract and you can't put like, it, it leads you away from the thing that's going to bring you the value. And it leads you to things that are totally unexpected that yes. you attract, you know, yes. that, and that's why I always tell people put down, you know, the very core of what you want or how you're feeling or how you want to feel, and then let the universe answer that in whatever way it wants, you know? Absolutely. Yes. I think the emotional piece and the energy piece and what we feel, that's the number one, that's the number one factor in our experience and our quality of our lives. Um, I also like what you said kind of about this idea of manifesting and manifesting partners. And that can be, if, if you are maybe someone who's been in the space of, I want to attract this partner, but maybe not focus as much on your own energy 
that can be used to figure out what it is that you actually are craving to develop within yourself. Because the reason you're looking for it in someone else is probably because it's something that you secretly, secretly, mm-hmm. maybe consciously or unconsciously crave within yourself. So yeah. I've, I've heard this quote before. It's something like, you know, imagine or identify the perfect partner and then become that person. Right. right. Oh, like, totally. I want this person because I want an equal. I want someone. Yes. Yeah. So I think that can actually be a really powerful tool in uncovering maybe some some hidden aspects of you that it's time to start to bring out. Yeah, I love the meme that says "Be who you want to attract" or "What you want to yeah. attract." You know, just be that. Create it in yourself. I love that. You're absolutely right. And I, so it's funny because I'm doing all this work and trying to be this. You know be this person. I'm like, I don't really, I don't know. I kind of like, you know, being by myself. <laughs> this is like, I don't know. Now I'm like, I don't, I think this is cool. Maybe this is me. Maybe I, um, while you were talking, my cat was walking by the back of the screen and her tail was swishing in front of the camera. I don't know if anybody caught that, but I'm like, I always joke about being a cat lady. Like maybe that's it. You know, maybe I'm just going to be a cat lady and that's okay. Cause I'm actually really happy. I'm satisfied with where things are, you know? So well, Beautiful because you're not attracting from a place of lack. I mean, right. you know, you, you never want to attract from a place of lack, and you're and you're right. not going to attract anything positive from that space. It's like exactly. when you're full within yourself and you're happy, and you're like, I'm my own best friend and I'm I'm great. Then you you attract someone who's also in that space. And how powerful is that in a partnership? I that resonates so hard with me too because um, my current relationship. We've been together for several years, but for me to overstep like society or like say I don't care what society thinks I had gone through a not good relationship and then you know called off a wedding and everything but it took me saying I don't care if I'm single for the rest of my life I just want to be happy and I I just had that mindset like I don't care I'm not settling anymore I'm not you know if I'm with someone and I see that red flag I'm like "Uh uh-uh I don't care if society says oh you're this age you should be married oh you've been with this person and I have never been happy with my, awesome. my guy. Yeah. And you made, and this is one thing we're talking about right now in the collective is love and fear, right? You made that choice from love, not from fear. Had you stayed in fear, you would have ended up in a relationship situation that wasn't right for you, but you chose the energy of love, possibility, abundance, you know, creating your own, own belief system versus just going with the fear base, like, well, this is how it should be. This is how it's supposed to be. So that's amazing, Tracy. Great. This is a good transition too for you to give more information about the Empowered Empath Collective. I would love to. So yes, the Empowered Empath Collective is a group of amazing women um, that are really focused on growth, um, emotional energy, um, and just creating a life that we love. So every single month, there is a new soul topic that we explore. So we're actually going around the Zodiac. So for those who are familiar with the Zodiac, each of the houses in the Zodiac symbolizes a different area of life. So every topic as we make our journey around um, is based on those key aspects of life. Um, so for example, this month, we're focusing on our impact gifts and love and fear and inner trust and We're going to be doing um, some self-discovery using the four core elements and how that relates to each of us as empaths. So that's an example of the type of of soul topics. We've done relationships, we've done health, we've done daily routines, we've done managing your emotions, limiting beliefs. Um, We did a whole kind of self-discovery 
month. So we did one month that was just focused on like having more fun and being more spontaneous. I think that was a favorite for everybody. So those are the types of soul topics that we explore. And then other pieces of the collective include every single week, there's two different live videos. We have a Facebook group. Um, we encourage one another. It's great for accountability. But on Mondays, we do what we call Magic Mondays. And we set our intentions and align our energy for the, for the week ahead. Um, so one thing we always do is ask, align, take action. That's kind of the process that we use. So it's what is the energy that I, that I need to step into, that I need to embody this week? What is it that I want to feel this week? And then doing a process, whatever that is for each specific empath, whether it's the light bubble or I like dancing, whatever it is, we use music a lot in the collective and then take action. So we always get clear on what are those one to three specific actions that I need to take this week. So there is, you know, there's, there's an energy component. There is a goal setting component. There's an accountability component, but that's magic Monday. And then on Thursday we do Q and a Thursday. So it's an opportunity for each woman in the collective to offer up any questions that she has just around our topic, around what's going on in life, around challenges that we have as empaths. Um, so, so we do that. So the, the Facebook group is one of my, my favorite parts. Um, and then every month, each woman also gets a one-on-one -on -one coaching session. So this is an opportunity to create breakthroughs. So we get together. It's very quick. It's like 15 minutes, but we get right to the point. What's the biggest challenge? We create a breakthrough. Um, those are amazing. I, I love those sessions and, and clients seem to as well. And then we also have a moon party every month. And so that is that's probably my favorite aspect of the collective. I love it. So we get together on the full moon each month and do meditations. We do intention setting, Reiki. Um, we, we get clear on what we want to manifest and we align our energy for the month to come. We release and we align. So those are some of the aspects of it, but yeah, I absolutely love it. It's just an amazing, amazing group of women. I know a couple of you are included in it. And I'm um, always looking to expand to, to empower even more empaths to shine brighter in the world. Yeah, I have to give props to the group. I love it. Um, it, it and, I'll, and I will say, um, Kesley, you are the one, and I don't know if I told you this before, that made me realize that I was more sensitive to energy than I knew. Because when I went through my Reiki training, everybody that was in my class were they were all very sensitive they could pick up energy like at the snap of the fingers and they and they knew they were empathic they could feel people's pain so I just thought oh I'm kind of like sensitive like I kind of feel stuff so it wasn't until I saw one of your Instagram posts about the people pleasing and I can't remember um what else but I was like oh my gosh and like a light bulb clicked and all these things started like falling into place like I people please because I don't like I can feel if someone's like unhappy and that's what like it was it was literally a light bulb from your Instagram post that just went off and um yeah I love the group because I feel like like you said there's accountability like I've heard people say you've talked about like morning routines and I've heard people say all the time you need a morning routine I'm like I am not a morning person but like I made myself start a little morning routine because I knew we were going to be like checking in, like in the Facebook group and stuff like that. So it, it gave me like accountability. And I also have to say, like, we all have busy lives. So sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll like watch a magic Monday and then I have it in my head, but I don't like verbalize it until a few days later. So there's no pressure to like, um, you know, do, I call it my homework, but do your homework right away and have it turned in the next day or anything like that. So um, I was actually working on my homework yesterday 
when some spontaneous things happened. And my thing for this month is being spontaneous. So I took advantage of it. So um, the homework's still in my head and not, not, not in a post yet. <laughs> yeah, but you're doing the homework, right? Because the spontaneity piece I know is something that you wanted to focus on this month. And there you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's another like um, great kind of learning that can come out of the collective, right? There's, there's a lot of resources. There's, there's, you know, many opportunities to watch videos and do journal prompts and things like that. It's, it's abundant. I try to make it abundant, but one of the, the best um, learnings that can come from that is recognizing that you don't have to do it all. Like you're always going to get exactly what you need. You're always going to get what's meant for you. So I think just making peace with the fact that I don't have to do all the things all the time perfectly is a huge you know, opportunity for us as empaths. Um, and I like Tracy that you touched on two, two kind of hidden aspects that I think a lot of empaths don't recognize. And that number one is the people pleasing. You described it perfectly. Like that's how it showed up for me. It was like, I do this because I, I feel disappointment very deeply and I don't ever want to feel that. And I don't want another person to feel that. So that's the people pleasing part. But another thing that can show up for empaths is like achieving, like a lot of empaths are very high achievers. Like I've got to do all the things I've got to do it all perfectly. Kind of a little bit perfectionistic for that same reason. You're, you feel disappointment deeply or you want to do so much. You have so, you want to give so much that like it, it, you feel deeply if you're disappointing yourself. So yeah, those are two under, under recognized traits of empaths. I just want to speak to something real quick about the empath group. Um, I have kind of tried to do some soul work over the years, but it was kind of, you know, I try, I leaned into it a little bit, but then I kind of held back or I didn't, you know, do too much work with it. But then when I started with the empath group, there's just certain themes that happened during the month where I just said, okay, I'll do it. You know, I'll do the work now. You know, it was just something clicked in my head and just said, okay, it's time for you to work on this. So, you know, I, I got to do a, a couple different interesting activities and different work. So that, you know, that was always really helpful. Just, I don't know if it's just the timing or whatever happened, you know, it just kind of clicked in my head. It's time for you to work on this, you know, you've been putting out for too long. Well, I know I'm excited to get more involved with the Empowered Empath Group. I'm, I'm, I'm totally jazzed, especially after this interview. And I also want to know a little bit too, uh, more about Kesley, what other services you offer? I know for one, like I know, I just want to pull you aside and chat right now, you know, so how, how can you tell us about other services you offer? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. Um, so yes, I offer full coaching services, life coaching services. So that's available on my website. I love working one-on-one -on -one with people, whether it's through the collective or just on an individual basis. I mean, my goal is to help you fall in love with you and create a life that you love. So that's my, my goal as a coach. And so whatever that requires, we're in it together. So that's one aspect. Another opportunity would be astrology. Astrology is one of my greatest passions. It's been one of the most transformative tools in my life. So I offer what I call soul readings for people. So we can do a birth chart reading where we look at you and your, as I call it, the soul map. So there is a specific imprint from the energy of, at the time of your birth. And that is what is held within you. So it can show us your talents, your gifts, your core energy, how relationships might show up for you, purpose, career, how to make money and create abundance in your life, how to have health, all these different, you know, things and opportunities in life. You can use the birth chart to kind of unlock 
the natural essence and the natural gifts or the magic, as I like to call it, that can help you get there. So it's a great tool for a better understanding. We talked a lot about self-discovery and self-awareness. It's, I think, probably, I would say the best in terms of my journey, the best tool that I've found for that, for self-awareness, self-discovery, which I believe brings us to self-love. I think we have to know ourselves before we can love ourselves. So astrology, I do offer some Reiki as well. So um, that's an opportunity. I, my aspect of Reiki, I would say is it's pairing life coaching with Reiki. So I love to do the energy healing piece. I love to explore what people are holding in their field, but then I like to take that and give them practical opportunities to go out and create change in their lives, right? Because all of you know, as Reiki, Reiki practitioners, like we're holding things in our energy because of something that's happening or that we've picked up or something that we're feeling inside. So in order to not recreate that again and again and again, if we are holding something that's negative, right? How do we change how we respond, how we feel, how we're showing up in life so that we're not recreating those same patterns over and over again. So that's kind of my approach to, to Reiki. And then one new service, this is not even on my website yet, but I've started to get some requests for it and it has been amazing, is corporate team building. Um, so I'm taking Gallup Strengths Assessment and Astrology. We can do either, either one or both paired together and working with teams of people to figure out how to best use the strengths and the core energies of their group to work better together, to achieve their goals individually, but also collectively. So I've been doing a few groups out on the West coast. They're, they're super innovative out there. Um, and looking to do more of that because it's been really, I think helpful for them, but also a lot of fun. So my website is kesleytweed.com. And, um, so that's where people can go and find out more about the resources. I have a blog there, uh, there's free tools and resources, a free empath masterclass that's available on the website. Um, and I'm also very active on Instagram primarily. So at Iron Gypsy Life is my kind of empath part of my coaching practice. And then at Iron Gypsy Astrology is my astrology page on Instagram. We'll make sure to put all that in the show notes too. So. Right. Great. Great. Anybody have any other questions or Kesley, do you want to add anything else before we wrap it up? Thank you so much for having me. This has been such a fun conversation, enlightening and joyful and high vibe. And I've loved every minute. So I don't have anything else to add other than a huge thank you. We are so grateful that you, I know you're a busy woman. So we're so grateful that you made the time to talk with us today. And I want to thank all of our listeners out there for spending time with us. Please do us a favor and tell your friends about Soul Infusion. Also, it really helps us out. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps our podcast grow. And we're going to actually have um, Kesley back for astrology conversation. So we're really excited about that too. Um, and some other episodes we'll have um, that we hope to infuse your soul with reflexology, naturopathic uh, medicine, um, all sorts of greatness coming up. So um, that's a wrap. We'll see you later. Bye. 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 The following podcast series is designed to educate, entertain, and inform, not to provide medical advice.